And welcome to another episode of the Guys with Feelings podcast, where two guys discuss the ideas, influences, epiphanies, and yes, the feelings that make them better men. My name is Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And today we're joined once again, back due to popular demand, our resident lawyer and pop culture expert, Alan I. Alan, how are you doing today? What up, what up? I'm doing well. <laughs> now, we had to bring Alan back because we're doing a special episode, and it's our 2018 year-end wrap-up. How you guys feel about that? I don't know, man. Feels like a lot's happened. <laughs> a lot's it's also happened. hard to remember what happened yeah. during the year. Yeah, totally. Which so is why, time. Which is why this wrap-up will be good for not just our audience, but for us as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been helpful. You know, every every website is doing like their year end list and Wirecutter's got their, their best of 2018 and um, even Spotify. <laughs> the, the Wirecutter best of 2018 was like best product reviews. Exactly. <laughs> I actually did look at that. Uh, you laugh, it, but it, it helps you with clicked. Christmas buying presents. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Spotify has also been doing a, a little year end wrap up. Uh, you guys get that that 2018 year your year in music? I did. I did. I, I posted on Instagram with a link, in fact, uh, if you want to check it out. But it's pretty funny. Um, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of people posting it. <laughs> what, were, what were your top artists? Um, my top artist, and Jamin, you may have some thoughts on this, but my top artist was Drake. <laughs> what about yours? But surprising oh. no one that knows Alan. Oh, man. So, so my housemates were like sharing their 2018 wrap ups and like, oh, cool, that was your top artist, and all these like indie artists and artists I never heard of, and they're like, Jamin, what, what about you? And I'm like looking at my phone, and I'm like, oh, it's it's not showing up. Meanwhile, Drake's face just staring <laughs> back at me. And let me just go on the record and say, I did not listen to that much Drake this year. It said. Eight hours, eight hours. Which is not basically, a lot. if if you play his like thirty song, that, that's album. his album one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you listen to it like twice. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so they they do it by like minutes. Yeah, I to. think it was by how much. How Jamin just fell asleep to it on, and Drake became his favorite artist. But really, we all know Jamin is a Drake stan. Uh, what, what was the time in college when we were living together? <laughs> what was the album I like left a Maroon uh, 5 album it was um, <laughs> Maroon 5 <laughs> yeah I left it on repeat once like I think actually I like full volume out for the night <laughs> full volume out. <laughs> so if there was a Spotify robot back then Maroon 5 was just I think um, Justin Timberlake future sex love songs uh, sounds and Maroon 5 got a lot of play in that, that yeah, 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 yeah 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 that was definitely the, the most listened to was JT that year uh, Gabe, um, have you gotten your Spotify results in? So I actually haven't. I didn't realize until a few minutes ago, right before we hit record, that this was a thing. So no. let me, uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Live. My, I live. I have no idea. On Will air. I be the third Drake? <laughs> Will we be no, three this is really dramatic. Drake? And <laughs> we can't what a, be the Drake podcast. What a twist if Gabe just like is more indie than the most indie <laughs> Look at his backwards hat. Gabe is clearly just an indie god right now. You know, I will say it would be fitting if Drake was the official Guys with Feelings 2018 Artist of the uh, Year. 
He does have a lot of feelings. He has a That's, lot of feelings. You know, that, that wouldn't be fair. Okay, let me let me check this out. Gabe's is going to be Where? push a T. <laughs> okay, how many minutes Drake I spent listening? Do I just keep scrolling through this? Yeah, like, yeah, they you're going to want to scroll stupid through stupid how many minutes format. you listen to. And... Like, who cares? Yeah, it'll probably be like the third or fourth page. Okay, top artist. Are Ooh, you ready? Yes. Oh, Six go. hours with your favorite <laughs> artist. Major Lazer. <laughs> Major Lazer. <laughs> very Sarah influenced. Yeah, 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 very, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah how, how how often was Sarah in control of your Spotify when this is happening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe more than I thought. I don't. You know, I think I actually genuinely. I mean, I wouldn't say Major Lazer is my favorite artist, but I actually do choose to listen to Major Lazer often. Sure. Influenced by Sarah. Major fan. Let's um, let's get your whole top five. <laughs> Okay, do I just keep scrolling? Okay. Um, uh, number two, DJ DS, DJ Dodger yep. Stadium. Okay. It's okay. dope. Very, very indie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, number three, Kygo. Oh, is, okay. Is that indie? You, you I don't look kind of like Kygo now with the backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> Not indie anymore, but at one point. Inspired, obviously. Okay, formerly indie. Number four, no surprise, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Kanye didn't even make my list. And number His five, Rufus. Yeah. Ah, Rufus the Soul. There you go. That's, see, Dude, Gabe, I'm surprised Kanye was on your Gabe's list. Gabe has a diverse list. G- Gabe has like a, yeah, Gabe is a trendy guy. <laughs> I mean, I, those words have never left Alan's mouth once. So thank you, Spotify <laughs> and your weird robots for helping <laughs> Alan think I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Well, we could spend the next 50 minutes talking about Gabe's Spotify <laughs> taste. There's a lot to dive into. That, there. That's what I was promised. Also, <laughs> just for the listeners, we are not sponsored by Spotify, but Spotify, if you're listening, we'll take calls. Yeah. So let's move Is on. Is this podcast on Spotify? <laughs> it should be. We'll work on that. And now it's time to get to the meat of the show or the veggies and potatoes, Gabe. Thank um, you. Plant based diet. Yes. Uh, yeah. So 2018, this was quite a year. A lot has happened, a lot of feelings, and right now we're going to get down to it, and each of us are going to go around and share our top two feelings from the year of 2018. Just two. There were a lot of feelings. You just had to pick two. Oh, man. So you know these are going to be good. It's a lot of pressure. All right. You guys ready? I mean. Let's let's dive in. Ready as we'll ever be, (laughs) so I think we just got to do it. All right. Indie Gabe. Are you ready? Indie Indie Gabe. Because don't know, I just my whole life I've been wanting to be known as Indie Gabe, so this is a big deal. Um, okay, so my I'd say my first feeling to sum up uh, twenty eighteen is gratitude, mm-hmm. um, and this is how I'd I'd explain it. Um, so as folks might remember from last year's uh, year and feelings wrap up. 2017 was a big transition year for Sarah and I in a bunch of ways, but most notably career-wise. We both mm-hmm. um, were in the process of sort of – we were both had left our previous job completely and were in the process of figuring out um, what we wanted to do next. And it was a long – it was basically a year-long transition for both of us. And that's – you know, people have been through that know that's a sort of hard process. You, yeah. like, can get a lot of ego hit like financially it's not awesome it was just it was tough and this year it was really right around the beginning of this year that both of us found really amazing jobs and jobs that this year we've just 
really grown into um loved like really dream jobs for both of us um for where we're at and yeah it's just been awesome and i um i think like a common thread uh for both of us is one it was just they're both for both of us it was just so serendipitous like we were just so lucky it was just everything sort of coming together Mm -hmm. in the right time right place um for it to come together and i think that something I've observed is just when I think back on like where we were last year and then where we are now, it's like, Holy shit, we are so lucky. Mm. Like it's just like for everything to have bounced this way and have gone from like a really tough year of job searching to a really amazing year of just both loving our jobs. Um, yeah, just feel incredibly lucky. But it's just hard to hold on to that gratitude day to day. Just because, I mean, we're both like happy at work, you know, yeah. we're happy. But it's just, I, I see both of us so often like losing the perspective of how amazing it is to be in these in these jobs right now. So, um, so yeah, that's a that's been a big theme for me recently. I've been thinking more about is just gratitude and how to like remember that and hold on to that and cultivate it and not just get so used to the awesome things that we have in our lives, which is also obviously way more than just our jobs. But this is just one little example of how I've been um, thinking about and exploring how to try to keep that like wider perspective and wider aperture on sort of the journey and not just, um, not just yet get so used to how things are day to day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember how difficult, you know, that struggle, like trying to find the right job and, and, you know, dealing with the whole fun employment aspect and everything, which sometimes I guess was not so fun. Um, yeah. yeah like I, I remember, like, not just for you guys, but, um, I've seen a lot of friends over this past year go through that transition and, uh, it can be really difficult. It can be really hard. And, uh, I'm so stoked you guys both found like really awesome fucking jobs. Like, it's so good. Like, I know yeah. Alan feels similarly. Yeah. It was like such a relief. Like, yeah. And yeah, well, you know, I feel like I went through something similar in 2017 and to an extent still going through it a bit. And I talked to Gabe earlier this week and he was just talking about that arc and that narrative and being at a place now where you look, you're able to like look back at it and Mm. there's a story to it. But when you're going through that story, (laughs) right, when you're going through the shit, it's it's a struggle and you you're just know. in shit. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to, and, and great that, you know, you're able to take that second and when you reflect back on it all and, and be grateful for it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. those lows, yeah. you know, like you can appreciate them now. Right. right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another gratitude story I want to tell quickly, just cause I, I've been thinking about this idea of gratitude more recently. Um, a few months ago, so I was, I was training for a triathlon, um, my first one, and I had just gotten my first ever road bike. Like a, I got it like used on Craigslist, but you know it was a nice road bike, and I was so, so excited and really getting into biking for the first time. And I had it for maybe three weeks, and I I crashed it pretty hard. Mm. Um, and like the moment when I was lying on the ground, like after the crash, and like realized i was like all my limbs were still attached nothing was broken i wasn't dead it was like the moment i felt more gratitude than almost any other <laughs> moment i can think of at all i was just so like so happy that i wasn't seriously hurt because i crashed pretty hard damn um 
Enough to total your bike, right? Enough to total the bike, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like, and then I was like, wow, this is amazing. It sucks that I fucked up my bike, but, you know, I've like found this new gratitude for just being alive and not being hurt and feeling like I got so lucky. And then it was so interesting. It was like day by day, the amount of gratitude I felt faded. And I just started then, it was all replaced with feeling pissed off that, I told them my bike and I'm such an idiot. And why did I hit that speed bump like the wrong way? It was just, right. and it was so interesting to realize how hard it was to hold on to that, yeah. to that feeling. And it was just like, wait, just five days ago, I was, I was, I felt it was like maxing out my gratitude just to be alive. <laughs> and now I'm just so pissed about the stupid bike, which like I can replace for $500. It's not going to kill me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's like, that's like the, the, incredibleness of how how the human system just keeps returning to its sort of baseline you know um it it can be frustrating when you lose these positive feelings right but it's really nice when you when you're dealing with horrible feelings and and you realize ah that too shall pass you know yeah yeah Um, but but yeah when it's like really awesome feelings you're like oh don't leave (laughs) where you going (laughs) stay a little longer yeah for sure yeah for sure cool thanks for sharing man yeah, yeah, definitely. Jamin, you want to go next? Yeah, yeah, I'll share my my first feeling of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I, I feel like a big feeling for me this year is hope. Mm. And um, for me, that, that really, you know, you guys have heard me talk about this a few times on the podcast, but my health journey, uh, it's been on quite a ride <laughs> the last like five years or so, I've been struggling with hypothyroidism, which is when your thyroid runs low. So like everything in your body runs low, like you're cold all the time, your immune system sucks, so you're sick all the time. You can't, you have sleep issues, you're like, you're fatigued and depressed. It's at its worst, you know, like I was almost like bedridden for six months. And over the last few years, like I've clearly like gotten a lot better, you know, up to 50, 60, 70% better. But it wasn't until this year, specifically like this summer, I started working with this new health coach who kind of had like some very like uh, radical and just different ideas than I than I'd been working with. And things just started changing rapidly. Like within the first few weeks, um, I feel like I went from like 70 percent to like 90 um, and uh, yeah, just a lot of changes. You know, one of his things, he, he's been having me eat a lot of calories. He's kind of testing this hypothesis with like, <laughs> with hypothyroidism and eating more. And I gained, I've been like 130 pounds, like my whole life. Like I just have not been able to push past that. I'm working out all the time, whatever. And then within a, a month, I like jumped up to like 150. <laughs> Jamin doesn't fit in his old clothes anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to go to the Hanukkah party tonight and I like put on this like my favorite dress shirt and the buttons are like straining. <laughs> he's he's like incredible hulking his, his shirt. Like when he flexes his pecs, the buttons just pop out. <laughs> You're borrowing clothes from Alan? Is that the, is that the deal? I should work I should oh. do that. Hey, if you got something nice for tonight. <laughs> I don't want him his big muscles ruining all my clothes though. Um, but yeah, but just like a bunch of other changes, like even we've, we've been doing a lot of light therapy, you know, um, working with heat, heat lamps. I'm going to be experimenting with red light soon and even just getting a ton more sunlight and going to bed early and waking up early, like getting my system, like 
my circadian rhythm, like in line with like the sun, um, these, all these changes, like I just feel a million times better. And this is the biggest jump I've definitely made in my health journey so far in the shortest amount of time. And I mean, honestly, the reason I use the word hope is when you're struggling with a chronic illness, like hope is usually the last thing you have. You're just sitting there and you're like this. I've been working on this for years. I've been feeling crappy. Like this is just never going to change. Um, and you start, you kind of start to lose hope a little bit. And, uh, and what happened over the past few months, it's like, I'm still not quote unquote fully there yet. If there is a fully there, but I'm getting close. I I feel like I'm like the finish line is in sight. Mm -hmm. And that is a completely new feeling for me. Never. That's the first time I felt that in this entire health journey. Um, and I'm immensely grateful. I'm really excited. Um, and uh, there's like some relief and it really feels like I've kind of been this whole time like underground and like struggling to try to, you know, break to the surface. And now I feel like I've made it to the surface. And from here, it's like it's upwards, right? Like it's not just getting out of the hole. It's like starting to thrive and starting mm-hmm. to excel. Um, so, yeah, that's just that's been that's great. That's fucking yeah. awesome. It's been awesome. And all you have to do is eat a shitload and go outside more. Like basically, that's the doctor's order. You put it like that. No. So there's a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of nutrient balancing and things. But but yeah, surprisingly, the biggest some of the biggest shifts have just been a lot of basic things, right? Like sunlight, more food. Um, and like going to bed earlier, waking up earlier. Yeah, we should have listened to our parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They knew all along. Uh, but no, I mean, I know just like seeing Jamin puts in so much work and like research into because for I think a lot of these things, there's no like medicine that you could just take. It's just like looking at message yeah. boards, seeing what other people have done. Yeah, Western your- medicine with like if you go to the doctor for hypothyroid issues, like you are not going to get any help. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It feels like their research is like 10 to 20 years behind. So there's an entire community of hundreds of thousands of people with hypothyroid symptoms who are sharing information online and Facebook groups. They've created their own websites. And like, we've had to like lean on each other for like research and user testing and figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, So it's been a lot of like just doing my own (laughs) digging and detective work, which is crazy. It's a lot. But it's it's yeah. awesome that, you, you know, I know you've experimented with a lot. So it's like, it is hopeful and awesome that you've kind of found something that works for you now. Yeah. So that's exciting. Oh, man. So exciting. So I'm really stoked. <laughs> yeah. And do you think there was something you did differently this year, like a new sort of overall approach or strategy you adopted that led to this? Or was it just, you just keep opening doors, keep opening doors, keep opening doors. And yeah. like, then like door number 72 is like an amazing door. Yeah, that's it. It's just you just keep opening doors. And I don't know if anyone else is struggling with some severe health issues or some, you know, something chronic that's, that won't go away. It's like you just you just got to keep trying stuff and it's going to feel like you're failing. Right. Like because mo- a lot of things you're going to try aren't going to be the right fit for you, your situation and your body. But you got to remember every quote unquote wrong thing. You know, you try everything that fails. That's something else you're checking off. And it's something that's like narrowing down the field of possibilities and kind of pushing you into, into more and more specific directions. And that's just what I found. It was like, I, I tried enough things that what I ended up, yeah, it kind of funneled down to this. And, um, 
Yeah. And I think from here, it's, it's going to keep funneling in some interesting ways. I feel like, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know we're both like super, super happy for you. No, thanks, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. Alan, you ready to roll? Feeling number one? Um, oh, mama. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> So I'm supposed to be the pop culture expert. <laughs> this is a little out of my wee- wheelbarrow talking about actual feelings on this podcast, Guys with Feelings. Uh, but my feeling of the year has to be love. Love. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know if it was something that I was planning for or looking for, but yeah, fell in love this year. And I got to say, that's like kind of just been the thing right mm. and love uh, love trumps hate is that what they say <laughs> there's a lot of love quotes but no it's been it's been awesome like i started off this year just a little out of place i was traveling had left my job but that also allowed me to get into a bit more of an exploratory phase which was really nice um and yeah, I, I met uh, Cosette through through Jamin, which has been documented on this podcast my several times. Matchmaking, uh, indeed, in our Quick Picks episode <laughs> that earlier this year. But yeah, like just from kind of the jump, it was really great, and just the love really blossomed and deepened, and kind of I think I unlocked parts of myself that have been like dormant for a while mm. or didn't know was there. Um, and yeah, being in love is great. Like, I highly <laughs> recommend it. I kind of, it's been like a while since I've been in like, in love, love. Uh, and I'm just like, wow, this is pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I know there's not, I don't really have anything profound to say about it. But yeah, I think it's been really great to kind of share my life with someone else and someone with someone that I really like respect and admire in, in multiple ways and mm-hmm. kind of going through this, this year together has been awesome and just experiencing different facets of myself and of her and of us together um, has been pretty amazing. That is amazing. I love yeah. hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are your guys' thoughts kind of from the, from the outside? Cause you've known me for forever. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen me like this in like a long time. <sighs> It's been a while. And, and I mean, I'll just speak for myself just from viewing this. Um, there's a different, there's a different tone to this particular relationship of yours. And, um, and I think, you know, I think it, it does come from the special chemistry that you and Kazette have, but I think a lot of it also comes from how you've grown and changed over the years. You know, we've known Alan since college. We were ro- all roommates together. Um, so we, we've all seen each other grow. Listening to Maroon 5 Listening over and Maroon. over and over again. And future sex love zones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, especially I feel like in the last year or two, Alan really has kind of like uh, blossomed. <laughs> He's going to hate that I use that word. But like, um, but really like, yeah, like getting in touch with his, his feelings, um, his emotions. Uh, I think like, seeing like centering his life kind of more in a self-growth way. And I don't know, just, just the entire way you've been approaching this relationship, even the way you just talked about it now, like I, it's really inspiring to me. 
And like you, you really have been seeing this as like, not just like, oh, this is someone I just get to hang out with and spend my time with. But even the way you're saying it, it's like you see this as an opportunity to grow for both of you guys to learn more about yourselves and each other and to keep expanding and become becoming more awesome humans. And that's kind of like a new lens towards relationship that I've been seeing in this version with you that um, is so awesome to see. Yeah, like, 100%. Loved um, it. No spoilers for my next feeling because it's tied together. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We're not going to go too much further into that. Then. <laughs> yeah, man. I just want to say I feel like this year, and I think a big part of it is because is in your relationship, you just feel more alive to me. I don't know if that clicks or resonates with you at all, but it just feels so much like energy and life and exploration. Yeah. and No, yeah. for, for sure. And I think a lot of it was I was like pretty worn down by work mm, the last yeah. couple of years. And like, I think when you saw me last year, a lot of times I'd just be tired or yeah. having to work or something. And I definitely do feel like, like my light was like dim, those burned out a bit, you know? Mm, and yeah. like from that, and I think it's, it's all related. And I, I don't think my relationship with Cosette would be as good if I was in that mode or even if it would have like ignited, but because I was able to, you know, work on myself and, you know, what Jamin was saying earlier, I think that allowed me to be in a place where I could have this like awesome, healthy relationship, you know, with someone else um, because I was able to be more fully myself. Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I mean, cause you're, you're, you met cause that you'd only been back at work for maybe a month or two, right? Max? A week. Like, it was after the a first week. week was our first Damn. date. So like, <laughs> yeah. At the point at which you two met, you'd been traveling the world and just like messing around and exploring like off work for three or four months, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was full Alan. It was it was yeah. perfect timing. He was full Alan. Like yeah. I totally tricked her. I sucked her in when I was like peak <laughs> Alan. Now he's back to, to work mode. <laughs> but it's just like it's funny. I was um I was just thinking about that because I feel like there's a lot of parallels with with Sarah and I when we met. Like we met right after. Jamin and I had gotten back from Burning Man for the first time, and I was right. just in this like very high. I was full game. Full <laughs> game. Full game. Never go full game. Yeah. <laughs> he flew too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but it was very high energy. Very yeah. yeah, like my my full self, and and not in a way that was uh, sustainable. But I do. I think that um, yeah, that contributed in a huge way to Sarah and I being able to sort of click. Mm-hmm. and get off the ground in the way we did. And totally. I, I feel like there's a similar story with you and Coco. Yeah. And yeah, no, and also, like, I shouldn't take all the credit. <laughs> like, but, like, she's she's awesome. And just, like, the way she communicates and the way she expresses her love, like, really works with our relationship and mm-hmm. with me. And I appreciate it a lot. And I try to let her know that. And so I'm sure she's going to listen to this later. <laughs> uh, it's kind of embarrassing, I guess. I don't know. But... <laughs> But yeah, Coco, if you're listening, <laughs> Alan loves you. Alan, Alan is blushing. <laughs> I, I am very much. <laughs> All right, enough about me. <laughs> oh, we, we pushed Alan to his edge. Time to move on. Yeah, we have found the edge. <laughs> All right, Gabe, what is your number two feeling of 2018? All right, well, I'll take that very like heart centered personal emotional feeling and and turn it just to something more i don't know boring and and uh mundane which is <laughs> feeling number two for me of this year has been focus um and 
focus has been really about for me trying to be a lot more intentional with my attention. Um, I think this is something that's in the zeitgeist right now, or just as people are realizing sort of what our phones and social media and just the addictive quality of all of it has, has done to us. Um, and we've talked about that a number of different times on, on the pod, but this year was a year I really got more disciplined about cutting back on just meaningless distraction, tech fueled, algorithm fueled dopamine hits. Um, so, I mean, it's been a process over the last few years, but I really, this year, I think I've talked about some of these things before. I mean, I've really cut back on social media, which for me, I mean, I check Facebook maybe like once or twice a month now. Twitter's <laughs> my main vice, but I, I radically like narrowed the number of people I actually follow. I just made a list with maybe 30 or 40 people and that's it. So I just, I can't, I, I just run out of content. There's not that mm. much there. Um, and really even in terms of Twitter, I used to follow so many people because they were interesting or smart or important people or whatever. But a lot of them, just the way they would tweet, like they're st- like the snarky style of Twitter that's really popular. Like yeah. it just made me feel bad. Yeah. And I just the last year, I just got much more disciplined about if if I feel bad when I'm reading someone's stuff, I just stop following them. Not because they're not smart or interesting, or whatever. It's just like, why would I intentionally? Make, make myself feel, feel bad. bad it's just right. like not for what like for what insight like it's just not worth it um and just to I clarify that doesn't mean that you're like only following like happy news or no no right. oh, there's almost no happy news that I follow. <laughs> no. No. and like i've also like i've gotten more intentional about cult- cultivating like ideological diversity in my list i follow mm. more conservatives now and so mm. yeah it's not it's not pushed in any one direction in terms of like ideologically or type of news like it's just it's just less snark, less snark, right. less ne- negativity, I think right. has been, yeah, yeah, as opposed to like, yeah, just like happy news. Um, I haven't brought my phone in my bedroom in probably wow. this entire year. Like, Woo! it just doesn't, yeah. That's It just awesome. doesn't go in there. Um, and yeah, it's just left more time for reading. Like, my Kindle is like, you know, still my best friend, um, technologically speaking. Um, yeah, yeah we're like, good catch. Me and Alan are like, hey, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. What, what about us? Um, <laughs> just chop yeah. over here. G- Gabe doesn't bring us in the bedroom either. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's we, been a long time, yeah. It's been a ban yeah. several years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just like it just leaves more time in my life for like random experimentation and trying stuff, the triathlon, making kombucha, cooking, <laughs> whatever like just random shit I want to try to make a point. There's just more time when you're less on your phone. So um that's been fun. Yeah. Dude, that's that's a really important one, I think. Um I've I've had a similar kind of feeling over the last like honestly recently, I think like a, a few weeks ago. I was like, man, Twitter just always makes me feel shitty. And it's really like there's a specific like snark culture, exactly yeah. what you're saying. Um, and the slam dunking kind of culture that that is really pronounced on Twitter. It's on everything, but Twitter like brings it out even greater. And I just I was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete Twitter on my phone. And the only way I can access it now is if I open, you know, the browser um, so I still check it, you know, once a day or every other day, but it's, it's not like before I was just endlessly scrolling every time I had a few sec like seconds and my happiness and like stress levels are just like way higher. And, um, and yeah, I think before that was like my main way of like getting news. 
and now I feel like I'm I'm kind of practicing more like the slow news like technique, you know, a little bit like Michael Pollan's food, uh, rules for eating, right? It's like I don't know, it's like eat eat less, you know, more greens, whatever. And it's I feel the same way. It's like okay, consume less, but what I do consume, like have it feel more substantial. Um, like I yeah, like the daily podcast for me, New York Times is I've loved just spending more time with that and less on Twitter. And, um, and also, yeah, with more free time, it's like, I'm reading more, I'm spending more of my time focused on the things that I actually care about instead of having little bits, you know, just taken and stolen from me and making me feel shitty, like just throughout the day. It's, it's been a huge difference. So yeah. I'll back that up. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that the same thing. Like, I, I feel like we just had a discussion about how I don't like Twitter as much. I, I don't think I've gone I haven't, I, I lag behind you guys in some of these <laughs> things, but I haven't like quit Twitter. In the beginning of the year, I had taken Jamin and Gabe's advice and switched my phone to black and white. And I feel like that was awesome. And I had really stopped just impulsively looking at my phone because of it. Um, I ended up getting a new phone with like a good camera and I like taking pictures. And so I switched it back to color and haven't gone back. And I do find myself now like impulsively looking at Twitter whenever I have a free second before I go to bed and just not even really processing the information. It's just the act of getting content is it feels good, but like really bad. And I do feel like what you guys are saying is true in terms of like the culture um, and just the general vibe. It just feels a little, I don't know about mean spirited, but I'd say that. <laughs> but cruel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that spirited, just cruel. <laughs> or just not, I, I think it lends itself to people having hot takes or really strong takes. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to have a platform that's built around it, like 140 characters, you're going to keep get missing context. And that just leads to <laughs> polarization well, and... And it's just also yeah. about what gets the most engagement. I mean, it's totally. like the snark and the and the dunking is what gets engagement. There's a great um, I haven't finished yet, but I started this great New York Times piece by uh, what's her name Eve Paisler, I think is her name. She's like a someone who's like big on Twitter and Barry Weiss, who's the New York Times columnist, who's uh-huh. like sort of center right conservative. Oh, I did I did read about this, but in the context of people shitting on it on Shit, Twitter. Yeah, 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 of course. Of <laughs> people course. being dicks about it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, so the yeah, the, like the whole article is like they like they have like a never ending like Twitter snark war going and they're just constantly like dunking on each other and like yeah. they just like hated each other. And then they met at this conference and they're like Hey, you want to like hang out sometime? And they've like become actually really good friends, even though what? they like disagree on politics. You know, it's like, wow, imagine that you can be friends with someone who you disagree, disagree with politically. <laughs> like, what a crazy idea! Um, and she, yeah, I saw her, I saw her post that, and she was like, "Oh, my followers are gonna love this." And like, yeah, of course, predictably, it's like people are shitting on it. <laughs> the most meta thing ever that people. Yeah, so like, that, yeah, that's the only context I heard of this. I haven't read the actual article, but it's just people like shitting on her and the article and saying that God. she's privileged to be able to be friends with her. So <laughs> toxic. Dude, I I have a friend actually um who I I met through through some of the communities that I'll talk about for my second feeling. Teaser. Um, but he, he's a little bit more of a hippie. He does like uh, some like Tai Chi and Capoeira stuff. And he likes to be barefoot a lot, you know. But he's a great guy. Really, really cool dude. Despite that. Despite that, right? Anyways, he was at like some airport, I think, in the East Coast, like Boston or somewhere. 
And someone on Twitter videotaped him and like he's, you know, like you're just waiting on the layover. Oh shit, I saw that. (laughs) I saw that. He's just like stretching, like he's like kind of doing some corpora, like stretches, warm ups, like whatever. And the guy wrote, I hope my plane crashes. Wait, what? I mean, I'll get it. That's a little bit funny. He was he was he was saying like this is so annoying, this hippie granola dude, whatever. I hope the plane brings him down even if I'm on it. Like this is a joke, you know. That's not funny. That's that's <laughs> what the fuck, man. And I mean, whatever. The joke was okay, whatever. But the comments were so vile and so many people were like, "Yeah, fuck these hippies. Like fuck this guy. Like who the fuck does he think he is?" And it's so interesting, like, because I know this dude. That's so funny. And he's, like, sharing this in a text thread with our Fuck friend. this hippie. And we're all, like, <laughs> so reading it. We're crazy. like, wow, like, people are so angry at you just doing your own thing. Like, and stretching not harming, the not harming anyone. And, like, and it was, like, this culture. And you know what? I bet most of these people aren't actually this big of assholes. But No, there's no way. They're no, but, not. but But just, like, you know, the, the, the article you were talking about, like, these social media things, especially if you're limited to 140 characters, really strip the humanity from people. Everyone just becomes a caricature. Everyone becomes a cardboard cutout. And my friend became Twitter famous. He, he, he became a meme. He became a meme and people were just shitting on him. And it was, yeah. So it was less about the stretching, more like the, I read the comments, it was about taking your shoes off in public. That's what got people the most incensed. <laughs> Gabe has a very quizzical look on his face right now. (laughs) David, if you're listening to this, I love you, and I don't think your feet stink. (laughs) Is there no more decorum, though? Come on, people. Come on. We're in public places. No, and to be clear, my face is disbelief. Like I don't care if so. I take my. I would take my shoes off in public all the time if I could. My my face of disbelief is like, who cares? I just. I truly Let people not. live, but Let you but live. you don't. But you don't, Gabe. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah yeah. All right. <laughs> Enough unfocused. Where, where were we? <laughs> we were getting very unfocused. <laughs> very unfocused. Oh right, focus. Yeah. I'm just so, amazed. The internet is terrible. Spend less time on it. Yeah. Read your Kindle or physical books. End of story. Don't bring your phone in the bedroom. Don't become Twitter famous. Don't become Twitter famous. And don't video people and make fun of them online. That's that's, yeah, that's, that's just like a good can we just move past that as a culture? Yeah, that's such a dick thing, man. Look at this. Yeah, the person. the one remember the one from um a few months ago where someone was like shaving on the train and and people videoed and like, oh what a fucking asshole shaving on the train. It turns out like it's homeless. It's like yeah. come on, people, just yeah, just yeah. Stop. and you never know just a person's stop. story. You never know what they're going through, like what reasons that they're doing something. It's like, come just on, people, stop. Just, please. just mind your mind your business, do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Focus, just focus. <laughs> yes. There we go. Way to tie it. Hey, back we tied it back. We did it, guys. All right, let's Strong focus. Branding. Let's Jamin. focus on Jamin's second feeling. <laughs> Hit All us right. with it. So my second feeling of 2018, um, which is related to Twitter famous David. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so starting off this year, I remember feeling, uh, there's this feeling in me of um, uh, maybe some sort of loneliness or some sort of like longing for connection. But that was kind of weird for me because um, I live in a, a really bustling community with lots of wonderful, lovely people in my life. I've got you guys, like our, our, our friend community is strong. We always stay in touch and talk a lot. 
and it was like, what is this? Um, and I realized like when I tapped into it further, it was like, I was, I was feeling this kind of longing for, to connect with more people who I think were on like a more similar path to, uh, you know, like a more similar spiritual path or more similar self-growth path as I was walking. And, um, and I didn't really know how to, how to find this, you know? So I, you know, I just started, like I started, uh, there's this tea house that I really like to go to in SF called the center. Um, and that always attracts like those kinds of people. And I was like, you know what? I, I know they accept volunteer positions. Like, I think I'm going to just volunteer here for a little bit and see what happens. And, um, and that ended up becoming this amazing thing. I volunteer every Friday from two to six thirty PM. If you want to come by, it's this amazing, like spiritual tea house, dope interior design. Like the people there are just super friendly and it's a really chill place. Um, and through that, I just started meeting like so many awesome people who, who love to just like talk about the kinds of shit that we talk about on this podcast. Um, and then also I started exploring something called ecstatic dance, which is basically like a hippie dance party that happens. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to record you and post it on Twitter <laughs> and make the hell of fun of you. I do take my shoes off. I do yeah, take my a, shoes yeah. off. I was dance. like, I'm sure there's no shoes going on there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's like this hippie dance party every Sunday in this like awesome big church. The sun is streaming in. There's a DJ. Everyone is like smiling and jumping around and dancing and having a great time. And that's like how I spend every Sunday morning, um, which has been great. Now that I have to go to bed early, like it's awesome having a dance thing in the daytime every week. Um, and, and through both of those, just I've been meeting like so many awesome people. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of people who I've actually connected with and even brought onto this podcast. You know, our last podcast we did uh, with Andrew or Ava about gender fluidity. I met through these crews of people. Um, and, and Twitter famous David, who <laughs> I met their ecstatic dance. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been so wonderful um, to like, ha- you know, start the year having this kind of longing and like, like, again, like you guys were talking, like when you're kind of in the shit, you, you don't, you don't see the greater story playing out. And I was just like, man, I don't even know how to do this. And started volunteering going to ecstatic dance, going to workshops, um, really diving into all the stuff that I was interested in. And I, and you know, at 12 months later, here I am. And I, and I feel like that, that box has been like checked off. It's like, ah, I have, I have this whole uh, almost third community now and it's been so wonderful and it's been bringing a lot into my life. And so, yeah, connection, I would say is my, my second feeling and it's, it's felt really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And it sounds like this sort of the basic strategy was just to, I mean, maybe you weren't like thinking about it quite this way, but to find one or two anchor things that you could just easily do, right? Like volunteer at the tea house. I sign up, I just go every week, exact yep. dance class on Sunday mornings. I just like go every week when I can. And it's just like, you just start there. And then I'm guessing that those two things just led into so many other things. Yes. You meet people, people recommend different workshops, classes, and just... Totally. Yeah, there's so many branches off of sort of from those two main trunks. Totally. And I think hearing you talk about it, I'm realizing that the cons- the consistency of both of those mm, yeah. were huge factors. You know, I think yeah. consistency with community is just that's like a, that, it's a bedrock. Like you build community with, with people that you see on a consistent basis. And um, and by volunteering every week, by going to this dance thing every week, it was just a matter of time before 
I'd start to be a familiar face to people and, you know, and people would be to me and people would start inviting me to lunch or whatever. And it was, um, yeah, like that's been like a huge part of that. So yeah, that, that's been really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. man. I'm really happy for you. Sounds yeah. really fun. <laughs> Thanks dude. And, and I think it'll end up bringing even more interesting guests for us in, in the coming year too. So I'm looking forward to that. It's all just been a ruse to find <laughs> guests for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Alan, hit us with the number two feeling of 2018. All right. So number two feeling. Um, trying to figure out how to like verbalize the actual feeling. So I would say it's maybe like a mix of calmness and, and strength. Hmm. Um, and that comes from going to therapy for, yes. for the first time in my life. Um, another quick pick from guys with, guys with feelings. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's been a really interesting experience. Um, it's something that's kind of been on my radar. It's also just like, you know, can we talk a second about how like our healthcare system sucks and they don't like ensure therapy it's like fucking uh, hard to find a therapist yeah. and it's expensive yes and all that and it just always seemed like really daunting um luckily Jamin recommended one to me and he had an opening that that worked for me in terms of timing so i was like yeah why not why not check it out because it's something i want to do comes recommended from a friend um and it's it's a particular type of therapy called internal family systems i don't know if Jamin, you want to explain it a little bit or? yeah i mean the, the the quick byline it's a it's called ifs for short and the, the best way for me to describe it um is it I, it feels like it's kind of this new type of therapy that actually a lot of therapists i know like have been recommending it being like this is like some cutting edge shit it seems to go deeper uh and uh kind of get to the root of things um in a really effective way and the basic idea is i don't know if you guys have ever heard of like this idea of like taking care of your inner child, right? Like if you're ever like really upset or really triggered, a lot of times we're like, man, like, God damn it. Why am I feeling this way? And you're almost like upset at feeling upset, right? You're almost upset at the anger or upset at the sadness. And then you hear a lot of spiritual people be like, no, that's, that's like your inner child. Like imagine you at like four and like being like super angry and upset. Like, is that how you treat it? Would you be like, get out of here? Like, why are you here? What would you do? And it's most likely you do the opposite. You'd probably be like, Oh, sweetheart like what's wrong like you'd talk to it you try to understand what's going on you'd comfort um, your inner child and so this almost like spiritual platitude this idea this kind of therapy takes that idea and blows it up like there's it's more it's much more intricate than just like oh there's an inner child in you like there's a whole family there's a system of parts yeah there's there's, there's parts like and I'll just say, like, I've been doing this type of therapy and Gabe has also. And um, doing this kind of therapy, like, you end up developing self-compassion and you develop, uh, I would say, healthy relationships with all these aspects of you. You know, like, even anger. Like, that's something that when it would come up in me, I would want to shut down and I, I would see it as a very bad thing. And through doing this work, I actually realized, oh, shit, like, you developed at a young age to, like, protect me. Because at that age, I didn't have the right protection mechanisms in place. And you've just been running and you've you've actually been like really trying your best to like, like save us, you know, like to, to do good things. And it's it's crazy. It's, it's been t turning a lot of internal struggle in me into compassion and love. And there's like this harmony happening kind of within my internal family. I know it sounds a little weird, but um, but yeah, it, it the, the proof I feel like is in 
in the pudding is in my emotions. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of my yeah no I think lengthy that, explanation. That, yeah, how I would describe my experience is just getting they call it unblending because there's a lot of different parts in you that are you know interacting some take precedence others like for example an analytical part a strong part a more vulnerable part uh different parts and we all have different relationships to those parts um and you know as jamin was saying with anger like maybe you have like an analytical part that is judging another part for feeling a certain type of way right but i think what ifs has done for me is kind of to just when i'm doing it separate those parts spend time with those parts and like acknowledge and appreciate what they're trying to do to help me as a whole, even though I may think that it's being unproductive or I may feel negatively towards it at some times, actually just like unblending and understanding those different parts of me has gotten me to like be more comfortable with myself as, as a whole and as a person. Um, and that's kind of where the idea of like calmness and, and strength comes from that I was talking about at the beginning. Yeah. That's, That's a awesome. great combo, calmness and strength. <laughs> it, it it creates an image of me of just like groundedness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not always like that, but <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like when, you know, when it's hitting, it, it, that's kind of the, and it's like, yeah, like the health stuff or whatever. Like I haven't been working out as much like physically, but I feel like going once a week, I always feel like pretty, not always, but I feel like, I had a good workout after like, I feel like yeah. a little recharge. I feel like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, that was, I did work, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like emotional fitness. Like, yeah, for know? sure. <laughs> That's awesome. So you, you feel like it has, has like been like a pretty positive. I think um, so. Yeah. And it, it just like helps also just to have a therapist to kind of help you process through things that are happening because I'm just, I think, for me, I'm just, sometimes I just like ignore or something happens, I put it in the back of my head and I'm just like kind of powering through mm, the day to day. As Gabe was saying about the gratitude thing, sometimes you just, you know, you might be grateful for a second, but then you're just like get caught up in, in the moment of your day to day of right. work or whatever. And so it just helps to have like that time carved out where I am like reflecting and doing that work. And, and I found that like super helpful. Would you say, did you feel like from session one, did it click? Were you like, oh yeah, no, I'm in the right place? Or did, no. how long, if not, how long did it take? <sighs> I don't know really how hit? long it took. Um, and sometimes we don't do IFS. Sometimes it's just more traditional yeah. talk therapy. And I totally. find that helps too. For this kind of thing, it's weird because like, it's a lot of like closing your eyes and <laughs> going inward and talking. And like, I think at first, like there's definitely moments where I was like very skeptical and I still am where I was yeah, like, yeah. what the, f-? like, I'm not hearing, I'm not feeling anything. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say maybe like the third session, I kind of like had like a glimmer of stuff and like, I don't think I've had any like, you know, I haven't like broken down in tears or anything like super. Dramatic. Tra- dramatically transformational, but I do ha- think I've noticed like little shifts in how I've act or how I think about things yeah, um, or just react to things, you know? And like, I think it kind of manifests in how I'm able to, to be in a relationship and the ways I react to certain things that like trigger me that I'm less like likely to just project that on like my partner, but also just see like d- why, that is internally um, and like what different parts are, are reacting and, and why. 
Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love awesome, that, man. man. Love yeah. <laughs> and I guess calm, calmness, strength. That's good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good combo. I don't know. I don't think you could tell by looking at me. Man. I'm, a, I'm a fucking mess right now. <laughs> oh, man. So that sums up the 2018 in feelings. And before we end the podcast, I'd just love to take a second to to look forward a little bit. Are there any things you guys are looking forward to in 2019? Uh, any feelings you're, you're hoping to experience? Um, yeah, just a- anything in general? I don't know, man. I haven't thought about this too much. I think um, this isn't very specific, but I kind of want to just keep trying new shit. Like, I feel yeah. like this past year, I like with the things I mentioned earlier, cooking, kombucha, triathlon, whatever, it just like felt like there's a lot of fun experimentation you know, I was doing some of it lasted for months, some of it a few months, some of it might come back. But yeah, I just like that. Um, taking things I've always seen other people do and then just trying to do them. Um, yeah. my, I'm on this kick right now around like insane endurance. So like really extreme endurance. I'm not Good doing Lord. it, but, but what? <laughs> what is extreme endurance? So, so like, so like here, here's the, so I think it all got sparked when isaac my brother sent me um an article about these two guys that are racing right now to each be try to become the first person to ever cross antarctica solo unaided so like just on foot like with no any human or anything Um, (laughs) it was just like this insane article and i don't know it just like sparked something in me so then I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast about a guy who swam all the way around Great Britain. Oh God! <laughs> for five Wait. months. <laughs> Where is this headed? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I'm not built like that. But then there's like, then there was like a New York Times article about this woman, Courtney Dawalter, who's like an ultra marathon runner, who's like the most badass ultra runner in the world, doing like 240 mile races. Um, what was the latest one I got into? Um, oh, and it's then really- Free Solo. Have you guys seen Free Solo? No, I've, I've heard, heard it. I heard it's amazing. Yeah, it's Dude, really you guys climbing, climbing have to see Free Solo. And you have to see it in theaters. Like, because mm, it's yeah. just I'm on your laptop. It's not going to be the same. You got to watch, 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 watch it in VR. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. So anyways, um, I don't know, man. I want to... I want to do some like maybe longer swimming races. Maybe like uh, one of the races like from Alcatraz. Like... That'd the day dope. next Man, year. Gabe does one triathlon and now he's like David Blaine. <laughs> I don't even know what David Blaine is. <laughs> he like froze himself for like two weeks. Like, yeah. I don't know. He does crazy. You don't, you don't need to know. Okay, yeah, I'm not, not going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, do the LA Marathon with Isaac maybe we're talking about it. So I don't know. Just like try new shit. That's awesome. Nice. Cool. That'll be cool. Um, yeah, I feel like for me... Um, I, I want to keep the health journey going, right? Like I was talking about, like, it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm getting out from underground and now I'm ready to like excel and thrive. And I'm really looking forward to 2019, like being like, being more like my top performance self. Mm-hmm. And I think like having like higher energy, better sleep. Um, I'm excited to like dive more into physical stuff, N- not, not endurance stuff. Dude, you can <laughs> join me in a- no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> Next guys and feelings. I meant just Live like, from Antarctica. <laughs> I mean, just like, you know, going on more like hikes and stuff. And maybe playing around like acro yoga. <laughs> um, but I'm actually really excited about having more energy because I think that's actually going to impact my creative work a lot. Um, mm. This year, actually, or 2018, 
with better health, I was able to finally start exploring uh, video blogging and making videos again, which takes a lot of energy for me. And I, I'm realizing this year, like I physically couldn't do that before. And right now I'm like, I've been making them and, but it's been a struggle and I, and me having lower energy than I'd like, I can tell has been a, a hindrance. And I'm really excited, like to that, that creativity, um, body connection, like when I'm at a higher level of energy, I'm really excited to see how it'll change my creative output and what I'm able to, to engage with. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to exploring that more in 2019, seeing what happens. That sounds great. I don't know what you got. For me, a a little along the same lines, um, creativity is something I want to explore more in 2019. I just got a new camera and have been playing around with that, but just want to take a moment to, to kind of reflect back on 2018 and, as I look forward in terms of this theme of creativity and I just want to, you know, express my gratitude to, to you two for having this podcast. Uh, it's been really inspirational to me and I've had a lot of fun just being a guest on it. And I feel like even when I'm not on a guest, like it's been awesome seeing you guys create this. Like I feel like you've been killing it this year, just with the output, the number of guests <laughs> and just like the feedback you've been getting, um, you know, not just from our friends, but just strangers. That's been awesome. And I think as I went through the year, like a lot of like kind of the highlights and the milestones can't be like tied to me <laughs> guesting on, on this podcast. A lot uh, of my highlights too. <laughs> like, um, the one we did with Asian American hunks, <laughs> that was like an, like that was a great, I just, I really liked recording that with you guys and that was a struggle we took yeah. two weekends like the first yeah, one we two, had to two takes we had to scrap because it was bad but also like <laughs> we had to deal with like some a lot of like issues that that we yeah. had about being asian american and yeah, so it wasn't yeah. just you know recording a podcast it was also like dealing with their own shit with gabe playing you know therapist therapist <laughs> um asian therapist <laughs> <laughs> my new specialty <laughs> Yeah, so that was good. And just, like, seeing the feedbacks that I've got, you know, just offhand from from it was, like, fucking awesome. And I think it's inspirational to me to want to put more of my ideas out into the world in in 2019, whether it's through this or other forms. I think that's been really inspirational. And just, like, getting to spend time with you, too, you know, because we don't live in the same city as, as Gabe. Yeah. So it's just awesome to be able to just hang out with you and shoot the shit with you and yeah. sometimes you don't know where it's gonna go and like we can all feel it when it's like hitting and we're like that was a good like <laughs> Gabe, Jamin and Alan moment you know and it's like awesome to be able to share that yeah with with the world yeah no it's been dude it's been so good having you on the podcast um I feel like every time you come on it just we just kick into this different gear we, we create this chemistry between the three of us that we've had since college you know um and it's cool to to be able to put that into this creative kind of form and to play with it and it does like we there has been growth like we were a lot more like there's a lot of changes from the beginning of this year to now and it's fun to like explore that with you guys so yeah a lot of gratitude to you both yeah i i echo all that my only concern is can alan still be the resident pop culture expert when i'm the one with like sort of you know more indie musical taste i don't know like <laughs> damn i'm getting demoted <laughs> 
DJ DS. Just a question. I'm just throwing it yeah. out there. You DJ know? DS. That, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, Although I do think I recommended that to you. Oh, oh right. Alan no, still no, actually. No, DJ DS, this is a really weird story I found out about when Sarah and I went to the world premiere of the famous music video, Kanye's, when he did like a live yeah, yeah, premiere yeah, of it famous. at the forum. Right. Um, they had the like open? a they did like a one hour recut of Father Stretch My Hands Part One, right, and it was right. like they the coolest thing I ever heard. Of Pablo. I was like, "Who is this?" Oh, that's awesome. Do you know what DJ DS stands for? DJ Dodger like, Stadium. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's so dumb. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I will not be You're snarky. Dope. I will not be snarky. <laughs> Artists these days and their names. Am I right? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, this has been so much fun doing this with you guys. And man, I'm looking forward to seeing what we create in 2019. So you're here. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show and to the end of the year. You can find all episodes of guys with feelings at guyswithfeelings.co. Shoot us an email at guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by broke for free. And if you're feeling generous or not, leave us a review on the iTunes store. That'll do it for this episode. Until next time, we hope everyone out there is able to embrace the lows, celebrate the highs, and appreciate the messy journey in between. Happy 2018, everyone. We'll see you guys next year. Later. Peace. Peace.